The Chicago White Sox lost once again yesterday. They were swept by the Cleveland Guardians. The losing streak is now at four games. The offense has been lifeless, and it it might uh, have taken another hit due to injury. Also, can the Sox expect any reinforcements when they get to Minnesota? You are locked on White Sox. Your daily Chicago White Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, Sox fans. Welcome to Locked On White Sox. Thank you for making Locked On White Sox your first listen each and every day. We're free and available on all platforms. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Sox. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just search Locked On White Sox. Hey, I'm your host, Nick Murawski, a lifelong diehard Chicago White Sox fan broadcasting. Uh, this podcast just blocks from the ballpark in beautiful Bridgeport. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTB. I really appreciate you letting me steal some of your time to talk White Sox. Lockdown White Sox is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, Going to unfortunately discuss another potential injury for the White Sox. Uh, we got to preview uh, the Minnesota series, but first, another lifeless effort uh, in Cleveland. And boy, we are in for a real treat. My co-host on the White Sox podcast, Good Guys Talk Back, Lifelong friend of mine and a diehard White Sox fan, Pat Hester. Welcome to Lockdown White Sox. Nick, it's uh, it's a pleasure to be here on your show. Uh, excited to talk uh, Sox, even though you know not some good things going on right now. But I, I expect to be the slump buster. You bring me on the show, and we're going to get on a roll right after this uh, recording. It, it has to be, buddy. Uh, things have gotten very ugly for our Sox. Uh, they sit at six and six now in second place. In the AL Central, uh, Sox lost uh, the Thursday afternoon game 6-3. to three. They were swept in Cleveland. We're going to get to more of the details uh, and preview that Minnesota series a little bit later. But, uh, Pat, how salty were you going into Thursday after that just dismal, anemic effort uh, on Wednesday? You know, it's it's very disappointing, Nick, and and we talked about it on our show not too long ago about previewing the season and, you know, do you get really anxious about how they start and where they're at? And I mentioned to you, I'm not so much worried if they're going to be at 500. It's about how they're playing, right? If if they're losing tough games here, they're just getting beat. You tip your cap and it's early and and they're 500. But this is the worst case scenario, in my opinion. You look at the team, they're 500. Even when they were playing well and, you know, three games over coming into this series, they weren't playing their best baseball. Let's be honest. You tweeted out earlier today, they've had, I think, what'd you say, 12 errors in the last 11 games or whatever yep. it is. Uh, so they're not playing their best ball. They're booting the ball over the ballpark and uh, they're not scoring runs. So right now, just in this sample size that we've had over the past week, you know, this is not where we need to be. I guess the positive is it can only go up from here. Yeah. You're going to have to talk me off the ledge a little bit. You are the calmer uh, of the two of us. Uh, and I appreciate the silver linings. We're going to have to find some of those uh, yesterday. Uh, well, I should say on Wednesday game two of the doubleheader was one of the worst lineups I've seen in a long, long time. That was like 2018. Mm -hmm. That was like rebuilt rebuilding year stuff. 
Uh, Tony Larusa hit Lurie Garcia third in that lineup. Uh, he did nothing uh, to prove that he should have another opportunity to hit third. So in the the yesterday Thursday morning, the lineups released. Social media is going crazy. TLR doubles down and bats Lurie Garcia third in Wednesday's afternoon affair. Um, coming into the game, Garcia was two for 24 with four strikeouts against Plesak. Garcia was five for 13 with an RBI and 14 plate appearances in his career. Now, this is what LaRusa had to say, trying to defend uh, his decision on batting Garcia third once again. He's had success against Plesak, hitting 385, so that's one. He looked good yesterday, meaning Wednesday. And when you're kind of in a funk, sometimes a change of scenery does something. May I suggest Charlotte? Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I don't get the reasoning. It just, it, to me, Pat, it seemed like Tony LaRussa is going to do whatever he wants to do. And if that means hitting Lurie Garcia third, he's going to do it. And all of you can just shut your mouths. Well, it's it's interesting for sure. I I, I guess if I was going to read the the philosophy behind it, you you try and get a guy out of a funk and maybe wake him up by putting him in, you know, arguably one of the most important spots in the lineup. Some would argue that two is probably more important than than three in this day and age. But I, I guess I could understand the reasoning, whether I agree with it or not, is another thing completely. Um, it almost looked like let's just throw away this game in this series. And, and this one, it really isn't that important. We weren't set up for success. So let's move on to the next series almost, which is unfortunate way to look at it. You know, he was uh, one for six in the two games uh, that he was hitting in the third spot. Um, he had one of the most confusing base running uh, dilemmas hmm. uh, in Thursday's game. You know, Abreu hits this, this towering double off the wall and Roberts already on base Roberts at second waiting to see if it's going to be caught. Lurie Garcia is off to the races. He's about 20 feet behind uh, Robert as Roberts trying to truck around. I think Robert was going to stop at third. If you looked at the video and they showed mm -hmm. several different angles. Um, and so then McEwing's got to send Robert because Lurie's on his tail and Robert gets gets nailed out at home. And then there's an interesting shot in the dugout. I don't know if you saw this, Pat. Maybe some folks uh, listening saw it of Robert with an iPad, like showing Garcia, uh, this is what went wrong here. Uh, you are trying to lap me, and that's not allowed on the base paths. Very odd. L Leary right now looks out of sorts to, I mean, I'm not breaking any news here. Right. But when you're, <laughs> when you're making gaffes like that on the base pads for a guy, that's a veteran for a guy that's been around know, as long as he has in this white Sox uniform, uh, that's really sad and unfortunate. And, and maybe it's, maybe it's a message that needs to be sent that I don't know, maybe you, you joked about sending him to Charlotte. Maybe there's something that's got to be done here because whatever we're doing with him isn't working. Obviously he's been overexposed. We've talked about it. It's out of necessity at some points, but he's, he's not a person that needs to be in the lineup. I don't care. Uh, he, he can be in the lineup once or twice a week. And that should be about as much as you want to see of a Leary Garcia. You know, I know we're dealing with some injuries, but I, I just, I also don't understand why Andrew Vaughn was not hitting. Yeah. Andrew Vaughn needs so many at bats this season. Mm -hmm. And he's on the bench in a Thursday's day game. And 
I, is it because there was a righty, a police sack was on the mound? I mean, because if you're afraid now to ever bat Vaughn against a righty, how is he ever going to figure out how to hit against yeah. righties? It makes no sense to me. Yeah, Nick, the only thing I can think of is you you go back to last year and what happened to Vaughn at the end of last year. He wore down, the back gave out on him, and he was pretty much non-effective uh, towards the back half of the year. And, you know, coming into this year with a hip injury, playing right field in a spring training game, maybe they are really trying to bring him along gingerly so they have him in the stretch run almost like they would a pitcher at this point in time which i think is interesting but it's the only thing i can come up with otherwise he should be playing you know almost every day in my opinion yeah uh, we're going to get into more of the numbers uh, sacks offensively uh, how they were uh, coming into this game and and some of the, some things that went right a lot of things that went wrong um want to want to talk Dylan Cease too and how he did and how the Sox fared against Police Sack and the Guardians and you know what player might be headed for the IL uh just more bad news on the injury front for the Sox uh, especially on the offensive front we're going to get to that uh in just a minute uh this is the time of year when most people have given up on their new year's resolutions but not me I'm sticking to my resolution of eating right thanks to Built Bar have you tried the Puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy, they're not just a protein bar. All Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, Puffs included 100% real chocolate. Low-calorie, high-protein, replace your candy bars with these. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. Go to built.com. You'll be blown away. High protein, low cal, high fiber, low carb. Most built bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. At Built Bar, they're all about the taste. They make it taste delicious first, then figure out how to make it healthy. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off at built.com. Whether she prefers a statement piece or everyday subtle elegance, BlueNile.com has fine jewelry options for every mom. Shop high-quality classic diamond earrings, elegant tennis bracelets, or gemstone pendant necklaces. At BlueNile.com, you can celebrate all of life's special moments from creating the custom engagement ring of her dreams to gifting a classic and timeless jewelry piece, all at prices you won't find at traditional jewelers. Not perfect? No problem. 100% satisfaction guarantee. Shop stress-free with guaranteed free shipping and returns. Need your special purchase fast? In most cases, Blue Nile can deliver overnight. Every order is insured and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Mark Mother's Day with something enduring. Classic diamond stud earrings, elegant tennis bracelets, birthstone pendants, and so much more on BlueNile.com. This Mother's Day, give mom something she'll treasure forever with the jewelry from BlueNile.com. And Locked On Sports listeners get $50 off $500. This podcast exclusive is only good through Mother's Day. Use code LOCKEDON. That's code LOCKEDON 
Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress-free and find your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com today. Thank you for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Lockdown Now podcast, recaps of MLB games with analysis from our local experts, taking fans through the season like no other network, free and available wherever you get your podcasts. So, Pat, uh, the Sox lose 6-3 to on Thursday. Sox only had four runs in the entire series. Dylan Cease did not look like himself. Uh, Cease left in the six with no runners on. Uh, his final line was five and a third innings pitched. Uh, he threw 92 pitches, had eight hits against him, four earned runs, uh, two walks, three strikeouts, a home run. His ERA is now at 3 3 8. Um, you know, he, there was flashes where he was getting, mm-hmm. you know, that, that curveball uh, that we saw. Uh, against Tampa, that nasty pitch. Um, but you know, he just he wasn't as sharp uh, as yeah. we've seen him. I mean, not hey, that, giving up four runs, getting into the sixth, not I mean, shouldn't really be a death sentence, but uh, it was tough. Yeah, it sounds uh, to me like when you're when you're talking ninety plus pitches only and only getting in into that deep in the game. I mean, maybe reverting back to a little bit of old Dylan Cease and throwing way too many pitches. And again, you, you show enough of your arsenal and, and, and hitters are going to hit. It's surprising to me, uh, the offense, the guardians have shown so far in this early part of the season, when we had, you know, talked and previewed uh, other teams in the AL, especially in the central, it, the guardians were, were thought to be, well, how are they going to produce offense? And this series proved that they they are hitting right now so my expectation nick is the that things will normalize a little bit with both of these teams eventually i think the white Sox will start to hit and i think eventually the guardians will cool off it's one of those things we just kind of have to ride uh this wave if you thought we were going to get through the entire season without getting swept uh, I, I don't think anyone's betting on that. It's just, you know, this was just one of those bad series, a bad game uh, today. You know, not really horrible, I guess. It's not a terrible game, but Cease not uh, sharp like we had been accustomed to in this first couple starts. So um, I, I expect some bounce back uh, in everybody's game as we move yeah. on. Yeah, uh, we know that the Sox are going to, you know, they're going to have their lulls. They're, it's a roller coaster this season. Um, but when looking at the April schedule, I just didn't see going to Cleveland being a disaster no. for mm-hmm. them. Um, no. uh, Sousa, Graveman, and Foster came in relief of Cease. A Graveman, human, folks. Uh, he pitched an inning, gave up two hits, two earned runs. Uh, Plesak was pretty good. Plesak, uh, for the Guardians, went six and two-thirds, gave up seven hits, one earned run, a walk, a strikeout. So he wasn't really dominating. Uh, but he got the job done. His mm-hmm. overall ERA sits at one five three. For me, uh, Pat, the White Sox, uh, it's lack of like fundamentals yep. in this series. Uh, yep. Base running issues, errors, uh, didn't take advantage of some of the opportunities that Cleveland gave them. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming into Thursday's game, Pat, the Sox committed twelve errors, uh, which uh, in eleven games, which was the absolute worst fielding percentage in all of baseball. Tim Anderson added another in the final series on Thursday, so 
in two days, uh, Anderson had four errors. Um, it's almost like it seemed like everybody was in a cloud or in a fog. Like the two days off really affected this team. Like I didn't think it would. Uh, you would expect not to play fantastic in both games of a doubleheader. But, you know, it just seemed like the, their their focus wasn't there. Their drive wasn't there. Just it, it just the whole thing didn't feel right. And I think the best thing for them is is getting out of town. And, and you remember, as I do, what Hawk used to say. It's not about who you play. It's when you play them. And mm-hmm. we're catching we caught the Guardians at the wrong time. Yeah, uh, coming into Thursday's games in terms of offense, Sox were 23rd in all of baseball. It just it seems like they can't even square up pitches that are middle-middle. Mm-hmm. Um, in 2021, the White Sox were a top-five team in the AL in terms of offensive numbers. So I feel like it's just a matter of time, right? I mean, they're hitting the ball. Uh, that's always the the saying these days. It's like, look at the exit velocity. Look mm-hmm. at, you know, they're squaring pitches up. They're hitting the ball hard. It's just a matter of time for it to find an open spot. Yeah. Yeah. And I believe that, Nick. I think, uh, I think this trend will only last for so long. I don't know, though, that it'll, it'll get any better in Minnesota. I, I'm not here to tell you I'm, I guarantee them playing well in Minnesota. You know, given how we played against them last year and playing in that ballpark, I would hope that that would be a, a sight for sore eyes. And you want to take advantage of, of playing the Minnesota Twins. I'm not sure if that will happen. But uh, I think getting out of out of Cleveland and kind of just in, in a football term, Nick, you know, you burn the tape on that and, and you move on. That's that's yeah. all you can say about this series. Yeah, they, they need to get out of Cleveland. Um, three runs, eight hits. Sox were two for five with runners in scoring position uh, Thursday's afternoon series finale. Uh, just to put things in perspective, Guardians were three for 15 with runners in scoring position. Um you got to get guys on uh, to get them in. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're just not going to, the way this team's going, you're not going to win by the home run ball. That, no. That's not happening. Um, so a guy that uh, they could be missing here, unfortunately, because he, you know, he was one of the only few spark plugs in this game. He had two hits. Uh, Luis Robert uh, tweaked his groin in the eighth inning of Thursday's game, was removed and may be headed to the IL. Uh, not Nothing's confirmed. Nothing's for sure yet. Uh, not a good sign. Uh, Robert was 0 for 20 entering the game. He had two hits on Thursday. One was a laser beam mm-hmm. off the wall for a double. Uh, Pat, it's a little worrisome if this is another, you know, it's a groin issue. He had the hip issue last year. Uh, it, it, you know, we were relying on not only his defense, his offense, but his speed. He was yeah. leading the league in stolen bases. Yeah. It, it, you know, anything in the lower half with guys that use their legs like he does is, is worrisome and troublesome. And you don't want to take that aggressiveness away from him, but you may have to, as he comes back, I don't want to see him stealing a lot of bags. Uh, right away let's just get his bat back in the lineup and see what he can do there but you know there's no reason for me to for him to push anything at this point and risk anything further until it starts getting warmer out nick i mean we're playing in in really cold weather i don't know if that has a lot to do with these these uh you know groin issues and and the and the hamstrings that always seem to pop up on this team but uh, but again, I, I'd, I'd say let's woe that thing until we get in playing some at least more uh, temperate uh, weather. Yeah, uh, we're going to talk about this Minnesota series and uh, will Pollock and Giolito be there? Uh, hopefully we'll get to that uh, in just a moment. 
Hey, betonline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports information. Uh, Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Uh, we're going to talk Giolito in just a moment, but for betonline.net, Pat, uh, total wins in the 2022 regular season, that over-under is set at 12.5. You going over or under on that? Well, I think if you would asked me at the beginning of the year, I would have said over, but I don't know. I mean, there was a the concern with the oblique and, and I know Frank Thomas came out and talked about it too. Like he was concerned early on before even the injury about, you know, the gain in, in muscle and like you know, how that will affect him. So I don't know, this could be a, a reoccurrence with G Lito. You don't know what this frame than this new muscle and, and mass that he's put on, is it going to affect him throughout the year? Is he going to be able to start enough games to get 12 and a half wins? I, I, I'm going to say under at this point, just because I don't know, you know, long-term how his body will hold up with this new frame that he's put on. Himself. Yeah. Uh, we're hearing that Lucas Giolito should be back on Sunday uh, to pitch for the White Sox. Sunday's weather in uh, Minnesota. You know me, Pat. I'm already tracking the weather in mm-hmm. Minneapolis. Uh, Sunday looks decent out there. Uh, hopefully that is the case, and Giolito will be back on Sunday. We're also hearing that A.J. Pollock, uh, could return uh, on Friday for for the season or series opener. That would be huge. Do you put Pollock in center field, yeah. uh, especially if Robert is going to have an IL stint? I would because that was the majority of, of where he played, right? And and we we knew bringing Pollock in at right field. He had only played a handful of games out there, so uh, his more natural position seems to be center field. I'm fine with putting him out there, and then you know. Do, who do you play in right? I don't. I, I guess it's an angle or Vaughn or or a combination of that and Sheets. So yeah. uh, I would put I would put Pollock in center and 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 trust that he'll find his way out there as he he has in the past. I want to see more angle out in right field. Uh, they're trying to get Sheets the playing time, but you know Angle is the better defender. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I got to see more Vaughn at bats uh, in this Minnesota series. Uh, for game one on Friday, it's a night game, 7-10 Chicago time. Michael Kopech's on the hill for his game two uh, Saturday. Uh, first pitch, 3-10 Velasquez is on the hill. And then Sunday, a day game, 1-10, and hopefully it is Giolito. Mm-hmm. Sox were 13-6 and against the Twins last year. That's the best winning percent- percentage against any other AL Central team. Uh, Minnesota has made some improvements, Pat. The big one, Carlos Correa. Um, Correa, seven for 20 uh, so far in 2022. A slash line, 350, 350, 900, three home runs, uh, five RBIs. Uh, the Twins, uh, as we record, are four and eight on the year. Uh, Correa has seen the White Sox in the past, of course. Uh, he has batted 228 uh, with 23 hits, five home runs, 17 RBIs, and 14 runs scored in 29 games. 
against our sacks. What worries you the most about this Minnesota series, Pat? I just think it's the fact that it's Minnesota, Nick. I mean, you, even though I'd mentioned earlier with a, and you talked about it, the success we had against the twins, it's not always a place that we fared well uh, in. So that, that worries me. And you just mentioned it with Correa and bringing, bringing that bat into that lineup. So this is regardless of where they sit, they're in last place right now, as we record, Nick, this is still the Minnesota Twins. This is still our arch rival and and the team that I always look at as a you know a litmus test for us is when are we playing the Twins? How are we playing against them and how are they playing? Now, we talked about who you play and when you play them. We might be playing the Twins at a better time than, let's say, later on in the year. And I think they will probably write themselves a little bit more. I don't see them finishing dead last in this division as I don't think you do either. Yeah, um, I don't think the Twins are going to finish dead last. Um, you, you're very right in that. Uh, April and May, they are goofy months weather-wise. Games still count as much uh, as they do in late in the summer, in September. Um, you know, I think the White Sox, this team's going to look very different than in a month. Uh, there's going to be a lot of moving parts in terms of pitching, hopefully getting some guys back like Mankata. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's a situation of, you know, just win the month, you mm -hmm. know, and the sacks were 14 and 11, uh, last year in April. So it's not like they dominated April. You were no. three games over 500, you know, get back into Minnesota, win that series. Uh, hopefully we get some good outings out of Kopech and very interesting to see what happens with Giolito on Sunday. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be definitely interesting to see Giolito, how long of a leash he has, Nick. I mean, I don't know how – I'm sure there's going to be some sort of pitch, you know, limit on him as there would have been anyway in his, you know, second start if he would have gotten to that point and, uh, you know, coming off an injury. So is it is it four innings? Is that what you're hoping for out of a out of a Lucas Giolito? Is it five innings? I don't know. So uh, whether he's effective or not will be interesting to watch and, and how long he can actually stay in the game will be interesting. Yeah. Buddy, thank you so much uh, for joining me on Lockdown Socks. Hopefully it is not the last time. Yeah, it is great to be here, Nick, and you do a great job. The reads were fantastic. Smooth as silk, my man. You do a great job. <laughs> thank you. I'll be talking to you on the Good Guys Talk Back podcast, buddy. I can't wait. Uh, folks, thank you so much for listening. You can find this podcast everywhere you find podcasts. Uh, we're on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, find us at Locked on Socks. You can find me, Nick Murawski, on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTV. Uh, thank you for making Locked on White Sox your first listen. Now make your second listen, Locked on MLB. Paul Francis Sullivan, just call him Sully, brings you his unique perspective on the major leagues past and present. It's free and available wherever get you get your podcast uh, coming up on the next episode. The next time we talk, uh, the white Sox are going to be returning home, hopefully with a few more in the win column, uh, going to recap the twin series and preview the matchup uh, with the Kansas city Royals. Uh, really appreciate you making lockdown white Sox Your first listen. Uh, I'm Nick Murawski until next time. Go Sox.